0: Raining and everything, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We tried to hold it off. For you. <laughs> we tried to hold it off for you guys from Fresno, but. Nah, I,
1: shoot, January, February, first couple months we were here, we, we got the picture.
2: I'm wondering, we saw uh, Junior Alexander out there more, although he didn't catch a pass but was in the rotation. Did he do something to kind of earn that standing, or just, just what went into him being of the lineup?
1: Yeah. Good question. Um, Junior's been doing a good job. It was more about uh, just spelling Rome than anything, just keeping him fresh and just keeping the rotation enough that we get all the the guys in the football game with with fresh legs and things like that. But, no, Junior's continuing to grow, and and he keeps working hard and um, just had an opportunity to get out there on a couple plays.
0: For that matter, um, I think uh, Jumper was on the road trip. Has he been kind of making a move with your system? No. Nope. How you traditionally? He, he Q,
1: Moore, a, Q Moore was down. Q Moore was down, so we needed another body with us. Yep. You
0: put ninety six on Hatchet. Same kind yeah. of reason.
1: Yeah, just Q Moore was down. Need another big body to move some people. And, and Gearing did a great job with that. It might be a, a role he could continue in.
3: How have you traditionally used the bye week? Is it more self evaluation, or is it more kind of maybe altering what you want to do to finish out the season?
1: Uh, it's really both, right? I think it starts with your self-scout and really a pretty good position for us to be in as far as where we're at in the season and and get ready for the last push and um, look at schematically some of the things that have been successful, not successful, um, improvements, you know, how you line up, how defenses are lined up to you. So all the, the typical self-scout, I mean, those are the self-scout beginning of the week right now is, is the critical component. And then obviously still, getting ready for Oregon State as well.
2: What was your, your evaluation um, watching the film of the, the pick play that they called on, on Jalen, and, and how would you coach
4: that differently, if, if you would?
1: Um, yeah. I thought, uh, I, I guess just being really transparent about it, I felt like the pick didn't happen because it was, we weren't running into the guy that was guarding McMillan. Um, I think the, the penalty probably occurred when J.P.'s hands went up they saw extended arms even though the defender was running into JP um so i i mean i guess i can see the confusion on that but i guess my version of a pick is when you're actually running right into the defender that's guarding the other player in a man situation which is not what happened that defender went over the top JP ran into the guy that was guarding him and and uh yeah i thought it, i thought it was a clean play but you know they got to make the calls they got to make
2: you guys had a couple opportunities to close the game out there, and had to punt. Um, there was a, a big penalty thrown in there. What did you see when you looked at the film in terms of just not being able to really close the door offensively?
1: Yeah, you know, we did uh, we did a good job on third down. We've been doing a good job on third down. It just I thought there was a couple timely third downs that that we didn't execute on, and uh, you know, really it, it hurt us. And both at least twice, uh, those were self-inflicted. As far as penalties, thought that was a tough call on Troy um, you know on a on a great conversion by Mike and Rome on the sideline. Um, you know and Troy gets a holding call on that one. that was tough. Uh, you know, but if you don't get yourself behind the sticks to initially, maybe there's a more manageable situation to to start with. So I thought that a, a couple of those times we just put ourselves in in poor positions, you know, even third and mediums that become third and longs in the red zone. Um, you know, where they're they're pretty darn good uh, in XL situations, Cal's defense was. And that's, you know, going into the game, we said that's what we need to stay out of. And we actually had our season high. Um, we had seven attempts on XLs, which, which was a bummer. Um, you just, your odds are going to go down dramatically, especially in the red zone when safeties get a little bit tighter and the windows get smaller and things like that. So those those hits initially, even in the first half, you know, I thought, you know, really hurt us, and and we had three situations right away in the football game where we went field goal, field goal, missed field goal, and those were um, conversions that we had been making and starting fast in the first quarter. And then I thought that carried over in two situations in the fourth quarter where we certainly could have put the game away, and and didn't do that. You know, so uh, fortunately for us, our defense was playing really well, getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and and that extended. But that's what we talked about after the game was. Um, you know, we had more penalties and drops um than we've had all year and that's that was a situation where we put ourselves behind the sticks and and really I thought that's why we've been good on third down, is we've had the ability to have manageable situations and and we did a poor job of that at times in, in the game. We did a really good job at times and, and put ourselves where we were five for five and three and under situations on third down and, and that was awesome. Um and then you know, there was a just a surplus of long opportunities, unfortunately.
0: Knowing um, knowing how much you'd like to push it and, and your success rate on fourth down, how hard was it for you to go for three field goals instead of just going for the touchdowns?
1: Yeah, it was tough. Um, I think there was some some other circumstances there, too. You know, thinking about the wind in the game um, and when you're going to be able to, you know, move the ball or actually kick the football. And so those points could, could definitely be a little bit different if you're, either side of the, uh, the game, whether it was Cal or us, offensively was able to kick the field goal. But yeah, there was two of them that I thought were, were pretty close to, to goes. And uh, you know we had to make the decision that was best for the points.
5: Well, they seem to drop quite a few guys back in coverage, seven and eight sometimes. I think even nine a couple of times. Um, what, your offenses tend to go down. You like to go down the field a little mm-hmm. bit more. Did that crimp the offensive style at all?
1: Uh, No, I wouldn't say that. I I think they did a good job of making us earn it. I know after the game, Mike was exhausted, and and we had kind of talked prior to the football game what it's like to have a good day throwing the football when when people make you throw two windows and push the ball in different areas that you're used to putting it in. So you have to find new vertical seams and hook windows and things like that. So it can be a little more cumbersome at times You know when you're, you're looking at guys with eight catches for 80 yards and six for 60 and, you know, you complete 11 different receivers and they make you work, you know, and, and that can be tougher. So I thought that was a growing moment for Mike too, you know, and I thought he did uh, a phenomenal job of, you know, not letting a play affect him, whether it be a, a new coverage scheme or somebody dropping the football, you just move on to the next play. And so I thought that was, actually a growth moment for Mike to have to you know kind of push through that and still try to have a good football game I know afterwards um me and him were were around each other and found out you know that he had thrown for whatever it was 370 or something like that and I would have never in a million years guessed that you know but that's how those kind of games go where you just keep chunking yardage and finding ways to get completions and um, and that will continue to happen, right? If you have some success throwing the ball, people are going to force you to get into different windows and, as you said, you know, drop more people. And I thought that was one of Cal's, uh, you know, they did a good job of you know varying between pressure and dropping people. And we knew that going in, that, that Coach Sermon did a pretty good job of that.
2: You, you played five running backs in that game. It seems like you're kind of starting to tighten up, understanding what roles are with Wayne being obviously the guy that kind of comes out to start and Cam is – you know, got 10 touchdowns. How, do you feel like you're having a better, you have a better understanding of, of what these guys do and how they can help you? And do you feel like just the sheer volume and, and, and variety that you have there is a strength?
1: I do. I do. I think that's a good observation that, you know, there's some things that you can continue, which we did in the game of breaking some tendencies too with certain guys, you know, where people might view one running back as, uh, you know, only this, you know, a one-dimensional guy. And, and going against the grain on a few of those things. And, and, uh, and they're all talented in their own way. So I think that it's, it's been, we're getting a little more close to, you know, seeing what all those guys can do and, uh, you know, just trying to keep them all healthy too. You know, that's always a challenge at the running back position. It's a, it's a violent position and those guys play really hard and, and uh, just got to keep doing that to keep them all healthy as well.
0: How would you like Newton's uh, run, double stiff? Oh, I loved uh, it.
1: It was my favorite play of the game. I mean, um, yeah, it was uh, after the game on Sunday. I you know talking to the offense, that was a, that was the most excitable I was the whole time. I mean, breaking tackles and and you know if you really watch the play, through two really really good stiff arms. But then even if you watch at the end, the defender coming trying to rally late to him and Rich, you know, immediately just naturally picks his feet up and you know is expecting the guy to try to swipe his legs and. Uh, that that's something that we got to continue to improve on as an offense. You know, with our playmakers in open space, not getting solo tackled. And I know the guys are working their tails off at of getting better at that.
0: Has he really had to prove to you who he is, or did you pretty much have a good idea? Because I know he was injured when when you got here.
1: Yeah, no, he definitely, uh, in my mind, had to prove it, and and has done so. You know, Rich is really trying to expand his game too. You know, not just a between the tackles guy. You know, so that he can fit this offense and. I think he's done a good job of that. He's never had bad hands or anything like that. I think he catches the ball pretty naturally. I don't know that he's you know, quite the route runner that Will Nixon is or anything like that. But you know, just seeing a play like that where he's out in open space and, and makes a play is was
2: awesome. Why is, is Cam so good near the goal line?
1: Um, you know, some of its opportunity too, right? I mean he's he's had some if you look at the bulk of his carries on on some of those, he's he's uh he's got the lion's share of that for sure. But um I think he you know, has really, especially the last three to four games, has started running behind his pads more and, and trusting his first instinct. Where I think early in the season, maybe there was times that he was kind of stuttering in the hole a little bit, maybe second guessing his read, and I think he's just being more definitive with the ball now.
2: It seems like Troy Patano has played pretty well out there, and he, he's got those you know random holds and a couple of costly ones. Is there is there a common thread with, with the penalties with him, or is something that he needs to kind of zero in on?
1: Yeah, I thought. Um, I thought Troy played his best game. First of all, I thought he was really, really physical, and it was uh, it was fun seeing him unleash a little bit. You know, I hadn't really seen that kind of alpha aspect out of him yet, and definitely saw that in some of his run fits with Jackson, where he was playing with a different level of confidence, and that was fun to see. Um, as I mentioned before, I thought the one was a was a tough holding call. Um, I thought Troy did everything right on that play. Uh, the other one where he kind of wrestled the guy to the ground a little bit. I thought that came out of a little bit of more aggression. He was playing really aggressive. Um, it was unneeded for him to try to get that guy on the ground, but he was playing at a really high level, and you know, just kind of made a poor choice on that one. But you know, he lived with it and learned with it. But I, I think some of the other ones, uh, you know, previously, especially early in the season, were a little bit more of, you know, his return to balance and some of his pass sets, meaning he got out over his toes and played heavy on the front side and then he couldn't get himself back under control whereas especially on Saturday I thought he did a fantastic job of that and I thought he was really playing with a lot of balance and and uh, I think he'll just continue to improve and I think you'll see a lot less of that his hands are playing in his framework a lot better now too so I I think he gets better every week
2: you mentioned you know wanting to see guys make make more plays one-on-one in space and um, you know you you talked about how you're you're pretty tough grader with the quarterbacks and stuff as good as you guys have been offensively, are are there areas you, you expected to be better than you've been in these first eight games that you expect to see improvement the rest of the way?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, the open field running is certainly one of them. Um, I just think that, you know, I think we still, our long run for the night was like 12 yards or 13. I don't know what it was, but it, it was not even 20 yards. So I think more explosive runs out in the open, you know, where it doesn't have to just be, you know, Giles or J-Mac or Rome, but somebody else getting the football where you know they're they're breaking because if we get if we get our skill guys highlighted versus a safety one on one you know i feel like up front they've done everything they're supposed to do if the first guy that touches them is a secondary player you know we we've got to win at least fifty percent of those battles and and right now I'd say we're well under that and the guys know that that's been very clearly defined to them that they got to keep, you know, working on that and improving. There's things we do literally every day in practice, whether it's coaches back there with physio balls throwing it at them late, you know, scout team players being instructed on how to, you know, make us beat the last defender, things like that. I think that one stands out. Um, The obvious one would be, you know, being more consistent on, on short yardage. You know, I think there's games where we come out and execute the plan really well. And I thought we did that on Saturday. And there's games that you know. Obviously, that's been a problem for us. And um, and then even even though we've been good at it, I think eliminating the opportunities to be in XL. I just think if the guys can understand, if we stay in manageable, we will win a lot of football games. We can stay on the field and score points if that's a situation. And then finishing in the red zone will be the last one. I think that those are um, kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Your efficiency on third down and your ability to convert in the red zone and turn it into to seven and not three.
0: So we've seen Michael Penix at his very best with eight 300-yard games. How is the progress of the other two guys, Morris and Heward, at this point? Are they getting an opportunity to, to, to progress in some manner in practice and things like that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Those guys have, have done a really good job. I think it's um, – I think it's hard um, to make progress, and that was you know laid out and that challenge was was put to those guys right when the starting quarterback announcement was made. and And what I mean by that is you know I think every position on a football field, the betterment happens with reps. and the rep opportunities are so small for your two and three quarterbacks. Um, and and especially if you're trying to really progress three total guys and not just a, a starter and a backup. Uh, so those reps can be really precious. Um, I, there's other inventive ways that we've tried to continue to develop both those guys, and they've both adhered to that, whether it's, you know, taking throwing reps on the side, meeting with myself uh, extra, meeting with Mitch Dolan, our, our quarterback analyst, um, even meeting with Coach DeBoer on the side when he has time, just anything we can do to help the development of, you know, what we consider to be a really important position on the team. We Really spare no expense on that, I think uh, those guys both are hungry to get better and and uh, are are really involved in the game plan every week and have done a good job with that
0: even, even though they didn't win the job, you must get the sense that they they're buying into this since you have the you know quarterback leading the country and passing yards, and you've got proof out there that you can mold a guy into somebody really productive and explosive
1: yeah, yeah, yeah no, I think that's fair to say I think that um, I never felt like they didn't believe, I guess I'll say that, you know, prior to the proof. Um, I felt like those guys were all in the whole time. I think I even said that after Mike was named the starter. You know, people asked about, you know, Sam transferring and things like that. And I, I didn't feel like that was the the case that those guys were, you know, in. But, but certainly, I think for all the players, not just exclusive to quarterback, but when you're able to have some success, I mean, the kids are human. And, you know, now that they see that there's some... Uh, success happening it it makes them feel even more entrenched in the system
0: last thing on on that that trend um do you get the sense that quarterbacks out there that are recruits are are seeing all this happen and and that you could be a destination for quarterbacks and this is helping recruiting in a big way
1: i sure hope so (laughs) i sure hope so because it is because it is all right
3: thanks have a great day
2: We obviously saw Mish back in that game. and I'm curious. I mean, he obviously brings a lot to the table, but what are the biggest things that, that he brings that maybe you guys were missing?
6: Well, I think he's an elite communicator. Um, I think he plays with a lot of confidence, and you know, and, and he just you know, I think he garners respect and, and consistency in his production, and you know, knowing what he, you know, him him just being a really consistent uh, assignment sound player for us has been certainly an asset. Getting him back in.
3: What has Fairland Trice done to just have so much success in winning past pass rush, whether he doesn't get the sack or not? Just what have you seen from him and his preparation? His work
6: ethic. I mean, he outworks everybody. I mean, I think that's the one thing you watch consistently week in and week out. Um, a lot of his production is, you know, obviously is due to talent, but it's also due to him just being flat out relentless. I mean, I think he, he gives, you know, he'll give a first effort, a second effort, a third effort. And, you know, consistently that's going to wear the guy out across from him on a weekly basis.
3: And have you seen his impact on the other guys on the line? You know, Voy getting a sack. Just how how does he impact the rest of the line, the open opportunities for the well, I
6: Well, I think sometimes you get got to pick your poison. You know, we have some opportunities finally to, you know, in, in terms of getting guys into, you know, third and XL. And, and, and all of a sudden you put uh, the combination of Voy, ZTF, uh, Jeremiah, and Trice out there all at the same time. I mean, you know, good luck. So, you know, I uh, think – Uh, try to create as many one-on-one matchups for those guys and, you know, Voy's shown us that he can be a dynamic, he can win one-on-ones as well and so I think it uh, presents, uh, you know, opposing offensive lines some challenges when we put all four of those guys out there together.
2: How important has that been for you guys where you've shown in terms of the sack numbers that you've been able to get to the quarterback without having to blitz a lot of the time? How important is it just to know that your edges can do that or boy can beat someone
6: one-on-one yeah no I think it's critical I mean I think we'd come in each week and game plan and try to you know obviously if we can put an extra guy in coverage and and uh, you know limit some you know some one-on-one exposures I think that's always an advantage for us and you know I think we talk about that we just talked about it again yesterday as a defense I mean I think there's times uh, you know from this past week where uh, you know the coverage created the sack and then there's a lot of times where you um, you know the 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 pressure up front helped us in coverage i mean i think it's a two-way street all the time and i think i want guys to understand that all you know the the front half uh, supports the back you know the front half is is creating plays for the back half and the back half's doing the same thing for the front
2: how important was especially the the first half saturday just kind of to build some confidence in in the back end
6: yeah, well, I think just you know, Saturday was the the first time uh, since uh, since Kent State. Actually, it's been a it's been a couple of months. I mean, it's the first time we've played our opening roster on the field uh, in the back half together for the first time. And. You know seven games and so you know I they thought we had a great week of practice just getting those guys back they had a full load uh together um uh, thought we had a great great week of communication and uh you know and then it and then it played out on game day i think the guys walked into the game pretty confident that they're going to play well
5: um, they uh didn't have a ton cal didn't have a ton of success obviously getting points in the first half but then they were able to move the ball a little bit in the second half what were they doing different that kind of was able to get
6: more yards in yeah I mean I think they they hit they hit a couple of things with some a little bit of tempo I think one of the biggest things is and we we address this is just us coming out of halftime um, you know and, and uh, it's been actually the last couple of weeks it's a huge point of emphasis for us you know coming out the first series and and realizing that um, you know they're going to go to the drawing board try to find some things that they can be successful with and and you know i really thought you know a couple of the things that happened uh, you know during during uh, the, their first two scoring drives a little bit self-inflicted on us you know if they look at the the second time they scored we had them in third and long twice and and uh, you know, we jump off sides once, give them a third and medium, they convert that. Later on, they come up and hit on a third and seven. That was an explosive play. So um, I think just consistency in our approach coming out. Uh, guys have been coming out and playing well early. It's just being able to can be consistent with that throughout four quarters.
2: This was a defense that struggled to stop the run last year, and this year has been markedly improved. Is that, I guess, what would you attribute that to, and is that something that you expected to be a strength coming into this
6: season? Yeah, I mean, math. I mean that's that's the first thing. I mean I, I think it's uh, you know you're gonna, how you're going to account for the box, um, and um, you know we don't we don't go short in the box very often. I mean we're going to make sure that you know we're really gap sound and and that the guys understand where the run game is supposed to show up and um, who's supposed to be the primary you know force player tackler. Um, and I think the guys are really, really engaged with that. And so I think that's been a big part of it. And then, you know, I think secondly, just a, a physical mindset. I think you're getting some really, you know, workman-like performances out of a, out of a Thule and, and it's been good having MJ back in the mix here, kind of back on full feet. I mean, those are some good, solid, physical, consistent guys that are hard to move. And, and um, you know, linebacker in the secondary fitting off the front guys. And I think that's led to a lot of our success in terms of stopping the run.
0: A week ago, um Javion Green I think was number one on the depth chart and there was yeah. talk that he might start, but we all knew that, you know, the week had to go through and, and play out. Did he, um, was he not quite ready or was it just Mish back uh, taken? Yeah,
6: I think, I think Mish, like I said, I mean, there's, a, you know, Mish back in the mix, certainly an asset. And, and we still have big plans for Jay Green. I think he is, he's going to be a fantastic, he's a fantastic young player for us. And I think the big goal for, you know, for him right now is just consistency throughout the course of the week. And we knew going in, it was going to be a close game. And, and um, you know, just um, <clears throat> the ability to put, um, you know, Mish back into his, more of his normal role out there was certainly an asset. We weren't going to bypass that on Saturday.
0: Was it hard for you to redshirt him? I know you, you have all these injuries and you had to answer to that. But was it hard to redshirt him? Because I think you guys were going back and forth um, trying to decide what to do about that. With
6: Jay? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I mean, I think there's a couple of young guys that have been in that, you know, a similar boat to that in terms of just, you know, having some young guys that, uh, you know, Tristan Dunn's another one that's kind of in that mix where we've, we've needed to have those guys on the field here a little bit. So, you know, I think it's, I think those things kind of come out week to week basis. And, and um, you know, obviously we've had um, a lot of moving pieces in the back half here. Uh, throughout the course of the season, so we've had to call on different guys to step up uh, at any time during the course of the as things have played out for us.
2: Seems like ZTF has been coming on the last couple of weeks. Do you feel like that was the most active game, and what do you see in terms of him just maybe growing confidence? Yeah, I mean,
6: just super productive. I mean, off the edge, I think he's a handful. And like I said, again, we've been able to work through some of our packages where you know there's multiple threats on the field at the same time, and and um, you know I think those guys, you know, they get a taste early. It's like um, I mean, there's blood in the water. I mean, it's it's uh, they got a little taste early. We got to the quarterback early, and I think even you know whoever gets that first pressure, if that happens early in the game, I mean, I think guys around and Start feasting on that, and and you know ZTF is certainly one of those guys that can you know I saw I saw him win in a number of different ways you know win by running through the face of the tackle win by setting up moves going around the tackle and so you know just really seeing him diversify his pass rush game is is exciting.
0: You know one guy that we, we never really got an official determination on, but he's he's just not involved. He's not playing. He's he's hurt. Is a Demario King? Was he he ruled out for the season officially?
6: Yeah, I mean, he's just coming back. You know, he's actually just started practicing here this last week.
2: It seems like this is obviously a time where you can kind of reset a little bit and maybe, you know, evaluate what you've seen. I'm curious, you know, compared to what you were looking at before the season, are there areas where you're further along than you expected and also the opposite when you look back at this?
6: Yeah, again, I just think it comes back to the consistency of the, the same group of guys getting an opportunity to work through work together on a week in and week out basis. I think, you know, obviously look at the middle of the season there. We go back to, you know, a couple of disappointing weeks for us with with Arizona State and UCLA and, you know, just third down production stuff where we weren't very good there. And then just seeing our guys bounce back off of that. Um, and like I said, we've been able to, to grow and build some sub-package stuff here the last few weeks that's been awesome for us. Um, and I really feel like, um, you know, guys coming out and playing with a physical mindset has been our mainstay. I mean, guys have, have played hard. They've played physical every single week. Um, there's times where we haven't executed the best. Um, but, you know, that's something we're going to continually keep our focus on the entire time here.
0: Anything else
4: Thanks guys. All right. Good morning. Um, just watching uh, the game. A lot of what we thought. Um, defense did a nice job in the first half. Uh, you know, clearly with uh, sh- pitching a shutout there and, um, you know, offense got it going there in the second half. Kind of eliminated uh, a lot of the mistakes that, you know, held us back uh, from, you know, having the success we normally have. So that was a team, really good team win for us. Uh, you know, a lot of the story along the week uh, that I actually learned more about was you know how tough it was to win at cal uh, based on how things had gone in the past and you know uh, I think for us it was just focusing on getting a road win you know it was about the 2022 team and and uh you know we went and did that and uh you know we've won two close games now uh, games where there was at least a a one score or, or close uh you know to I think it was a three point game in the fourth quarter against Arizona and you know, seven last this uh, last weekend. So, finding ways to win and and being uh, you know at our best when uh, the pressure's on uh, in the final moments and, and finding a way to win is uh, something I really appreciate because it's uh, it's something a lot of people will back down, a lot of teams will back down from and and lose that. So, um, our fight continues to be there. Uh, bye weeks, a, a great thing for us. Uh, guys can you know physically uh, in, you know get improve and. Probably as much as anything, just mentally. You know, we've been going for 11 weeks now uh, with four, four weeks of fall camp, one of those being uh, preparation for Kent State, and then, you know, eight weeks. And so, uh, much needed break for us uh, for a few days here. There's still uh, some guys are at different phases where it's um, coming back from injury and they just need to continue to work to get in shape. And so, some uh, optional lifting and running uh, that they're doing to themselves, uh, you know, through this week and improve uh, their health and uh, readiness to play uh, more than even what they have been. And then some guys just who are a little more beat up because they've uh, been going nonstop, you know, for the last 11 weeks. So um, it's great. Our guys are excited about where we're at, um, you know, got some momentum going to this bye week and ready to have a great November. So, what
5: does the uh, schedule look like for you guys this week from a practice yeah, point? Right. if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, yeah.
4: Right. yeah, it's a little different than what I normally would do, just because we play on a Friday, not a Saturday, and so everything has kind of moved up a day. Uh, I'm a you know a, a believer that you you got to give them at least you know Monday would be an off day anyway, and so Tuesday and Wednesday I think it was important for us to stay off the field. Um, they'll, they'll get a lift in some. some I mean everyone want to be in there getting treatments, you know, all week long. And some of that treatment, uh, you know, uh, adjusts based on where they're at. Like I said, but uh, Wednesday we'll get a lift in some some working out, and uh, then Thursday practice. Um, there'll be some guys that come in probably on Friday. Uh, some of those that need some extra work, some extra lift, uh, just uh, again to try to get their bodies where they're supposed to be. And Saturday we'll practice, and that will be a shorter practice. That would be equivalent to a Sunday. And so that'll be a shorter practice, but we'll get some early prep going on Oregon State. And then we'll actually practice Monday this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and prep for a Friday game. So a little different schedule there, but it won't feel that much different for the guys. Coaches are on the road here a lot the early part of this week. We'll uh, get to some game planning as the week goes on together as a staff. Well,
5: well freshmen, guys maybe not playing a lot, not kind of down in the depth, will they get a little bit more chance to get reps while these other guys are resting up, especially
4: on Thursday. Uh, that'll definitely be the case. We'll we'll do what we call dogs on dogs, and so your ones will be going against the ones, and there really won't be any game planning for Oregon State that will be executing that day. And so they get to to run our offense, they get to run our defense. Uh, we can clean up a couple things technically, uh, you know, in, in their uh, areas as well as uh, with special teams. Um, and then uh, Saturday. A little bit of that, but we'll start slowly working into uh, Oregon State uh, that day.
3: How do you feel the run game has progressed? Uh, see, so you got five different guys this past weekend. Just kind mm-hmm. of where do you see that group ad going into the rest of the season? Yeah,
4: I know the average was down a little bit more this last week, uh, but I felt like um, when the moments when we needed it, I felt like it was uh, um, it was good. You know, the short yardage piece uh, I thought was much better. Um, you know. I you know I'm pleased with you know it was asked about c d red Zone, and he does a great job and he is hitting the hole a lot harder um there was a third down and two three yards uh, in the fourth quarter there and um I mean, they were coming after us, and he just didn't hesitate, got in behind his pads, got in behind where the the little uh, bubble was in the in the defensive line and and smoked it up in there and uh was really, you know, that was a big moment for us. I know we were really back and forth in between what to do there. You know, uh, fourth down would have been in limbo. And it was, a I believe, a one or two score game. It was still close. So um, the rest of the guys are all, you know, they're they're growing. I mean, Rich, uh, seeing what he did with that catch, uh, we had a lot of fun with that, talking about that one yesterday. Uh, super proud of how he continues to just come after it. And he was again coming off a week where he didn't play. And then uh, most of the week last week, he. You know, missed uh, on the recovery from his uh, game against uh, his injury against Arizona State. So, um, you know, getting these guys all healthy probably for the first time um, since probably the seasons began, or not even because they weren't all healthy when the season began. So, uh, it's really good, and that uh, only enhances the competition and makes them all really push to to be at their best.
0: I know you you posted later on, but who are the guys that got player of the game or player of the week? At- various
4: state uh, levels here? Um, you know, Troy, uh, the, the, we kind of do power. Um, you know, um, you're really forcing me to remember here. I'm already kind of moving on. But Troy uh, played a great game offensive line wise. Um, you know, Michael was was named uh, within the coaching staff, our offensive player. But I thought Jalen McMillan played a great game. You know, he had a couple balls that, uh, I know he had one catch uh, that was brought back because of a holding call. I think he had another one too, uh, a couple maybe. Um, and he just, you know, big third down catch uh, that he had along their sideline. Um, the touchdown uh, he had was in a critical moment. And so I just thought time and time again, he played just strong. He's been really consistent all year. Um, you know, continues to add to his game. Um, I, I think our entire offense does a good job with their ball security, but he, he was noticeably um, taking care of the football and he's done that a lot. You know he plays in the slot and so there's a lot of balls where you're catching the ball in traffic and and um, you know he's been really good that way, really consistent. So I'm super proud of him. I thought you know he on top of what we uh, with Mike um, w- was great. Um, you know uh, defensively we gave it to the front. You know all three of those guys just harassing the passer, um, harassing Plumber all day. Uh, you know, they're a great combination. You can rotate guys in. We can get them all in the field at the same time. And so um, they did a great job there. You know, I thought AC and the run support did a nice job. It was great to have Meesh back. Um, so, you know, I thought those guys in the secondary did a, did a really good job.
2: You mentioned how important this week is for the players, but I'm curious how important it is for the staff from a recruiting standpoint just to be able to focus on the commits you have and also evaluations and those kind of things. You know, yep,
4: yeah. yep. And we can't have contact with them on the road, but. You know we have 19 uh, commitments, and uh, you know getting to see all them. That's a high. That's a big number, and uh, you know we get a limited number of days. And every day you see even just one person play a game that counts as a as an evaluation day. And so uh, we have to be strategic in how we use those days. And you know you got to you got to hit multiple places at one time as far as going to see uh, maybe a game uh, or practice or. Um, you know, talk with a coach. And so um, our coaching staff is uh, out and about. Um, some are out today, some are out, you know, most of the week, and some are out uh, parts of the week. And, you know, we'll hit games. Uh, some, some places are starting playoffs. And so there's uh, not just Friday games, there's Thursday games and so forth. So um, it's really critical because um, those, you know, those uh, commitments of ours, uh, you know, feeling the love and us getting a chance to watch and play, um, it, it's a little bit of both, you know. We, we're pretty locked in on you know the level of uh, caliber we're getting and excited about uh, who's coming to the program. But I think just showing that support to them and by showing up to a game is huge.
2: Coach Coach this too. But anything you would you would tell JP to do differently on the the offensive pass interference that was called on the touchdown?
4: I mean, I guess he's got to avoid him got Yeah, I forgot that. That's another one by J Mac that got called back. Uh, the touchdown. I was thinking about the one on the right corner. Um, but um, you know, he's just got to avoid him. I get, you know, um, he, he's in his way. That was definitely not a pick play because we would have been going at the other defender who is on J Mac, not uh, the person who's man on us. So um, you know, it's just what he's got to do. He's got to avoid. You know, and. and Stay away from the contact. You know, he's running to a spot. Uh, he's trying to get there, the defenders uh, in his way, you know, and that's really what happened.
2: You, you mentioned you've got 19 commits in this class, and uh, the fit has to be right in terms of what you're looking for, but is there a number that you're looking to hit in terms of the high school class for 23?
4: Yeah, I think that the, there's there's a couple spots still that uh, we, could, we could pick up. Um, we haven't picked up a tight end yet, waiting for that right. Person, uh, you know, to to join our program, it doesn't have to be a high school player, but certainly uh, would take one there, and maybe another um, defensive back. Yet, um, you know, possibly would be one we'd uh, we'd take. Um, you know, pretty full at of offensive line, quarterback, um, running back. You know, but it, I think just in general, you want to take uh, the best players you can, and we could pick up another. You know, one to three guys. I think if it's the right ones uh, to join our program.
0: Do you proceed with with
2: the idea in mind that you're you're gonna target certain positions in the transfer portal, or does it at least a little bit depend on what the high school class looks like?
4: Yeah, I think there's certainly. I mean, some some of it's uh, you kind of know already um, where we need some uh, additions uh, from the portal. Um, sheer numbers, uh, you know, just to boost the. The level of talent in uh, in that position or those positions, um, and I think uh, also some of it will depend and be a, a little bit fluid based on you know any guys that go on to the next level, um, you know, and move on that way. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some of those conversations and get a better idea. And some some of those conversations have been happening already. You know, we have good relationships with our guys, and so um, slowly getting an idea. And and a lot of it though isn't that uh, the conversations aren't happening. It's just the unknown, you know, and uh, the, you I know, mean, our own players not sure of what they should do. And, you know, reasonably, so, you know, they don't know where, what that looks like uh, down the road. So I think that's part of it to uh, the piece that's unknown.
0: I know uh, Quentin Moore is out. So you've needed to add some help there. Mm-hmm. Could you talk about one um, hatchet kind of moving into that role? And then mm-hmm. Jaden, uh, Caden jumper, uh, the the previous staff called him like a next Will Disley and I'm wondering we haven't really seen much of him but he made the road trip could you talk about him as well
4: yeah yeah, you bet Caden was actually a scout team player of the week and uh, he's a he was a slicing machine on uh, split zone this last week in practice and did a great job giving us a look and you can see the qualities he has there Um, and then uh, Q will more will be a guy I think will be back this next week I mean for sure uh, for the Oregon State game so um length and i think really q's done a great job developing himself and becoming more consistent uh, than what we saw in the spring um and early in fall camp and uh you know a guy that we feel can go on the field um yeah hatchet playing some tight end uh, just a needed area there especially in the short yardage um we stole um we've stole uh as brought up um Jeremiah, Martin, you know, uh, a couple games. um, I think actually the question was asked to me one time. I think it was actually you you brought up uh, whether we got him in earlier. We actually called for him, but we were ahead by enough to where we just substituted another player in for Jeremiah uh, in the short yardage uh, or goal line situation that happened a few weeks ago. I think Stanford Um, But, you know, it was a great opportunity and Hatch knows, uh, you know, the calls and, you know, he's just one, one or two spots out extended from where he normally lines up. And um, those guys did a great job. I think it's something we can certainly build on to utilize uh, his strength and his athleticism. Um, You know, he's, he's an athlete, you know, he can go catch the ball if we need to release him out in routes, even here and there.
0: So I know you um, you have need, so that's why these guys go here. But it seems like you also feel like you really need to get guys a taste to keep their interest. You know, we see a lot of guys playing, maybe even before, and other coaching staffs that have come mm-hmm. through here that have made guys wait and wait and wait forever to get on the field. Well, yeah. I think
4: it's an appreciation that they have that we see the skills that and believe in what they can do, and just because someone's ahead of them. You know, that's, that's something that doesn't mean that we don't believe in them. It's just, uh, you know, uh, and I, I like being creative. I like what uh, Coach Grubb and the offensive staff did and, and finding a way to get Hatchet out on the field. You know, he, he, he's a good player, you know, and um, is still developing and doing some things, and that was a great way where he can help our team out.
2: You mentioned, I mean, with the tight end situation, you're obviously not deep, but I think a lot of people in this offense think about the wide receivers first. But with what Westover has given you and Devin has given you, how important have they been in terms of a security blanket, especially against a Cal team that's not yeah.
4: like going to beat as much? The tight end position, I, I think, has always been huge. It's a critical piece of our success. Um, the wide receivers do get a lot of the attention. But, um, I mean, those guys are just uh, behind the scenes racking up some catches and racking up yards and, you know, they give you, uh, to me, the control over the middle of the field um, that I've always believed in. And, you know, you attack the outsides with the receivers down the field and, and uh, the perimeter, but uh, you need someone to control the middle. And yeah, you can do that with slot receiver, running backs, kind of working through the line of scrimmage. But uh, the tight end position is a guy that controls the middle of the field, is physical there with the ball after the catch, and then, you know, in the run game. Um, the smarter they are, and you see our guys flexed out, motioning in, inside, fle- motioning out, lining up in the backfield, on the ball, off the ball, slicing across the formation, you know. And uh, the more that they can um, do that and the more trust you have in them, uh, the more you can can utilize them. Um, they give us extra gaps on, in, on on run plays, you know. They just be a spread set where there was no tight ends, you know, that eliminates a gap gap. Uh, you know, you add a tight end in there, now it's uh, another gap that the defense has to account for, and you know, you got to do more things there. So, tight end's a huge piece of what we do.
5: Why, why were there so many drops in that first uh, half? I and mean, Wayne Tell Popeyes had mm-hmm. three, and he's usually yeah. a pretty sure handed guy. Would, do you attribute it to anything, or just.
4: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, that was disappointing, uh, certainly, and there was really no indication throughout the week of practice. I thought. You know, we tracked us even in practice uh, and caught the ball well. And and uh, Wayne is a sure-handed guy, you know, and done a good job all year. And so, um, you know, they weren't the easiest catches. Uh, the one in the flat is one that he, you know, I put my money on him catching 100% of the time. But uh, he didn't and, um, you know, just needed to regroup and give him a chance to, you know, get get his mind right again, and because um, I think that's something that he wasn't expecting, something we're, certainly we weren't expecting. But you know, fortunately, we have other guys that we're able to rotate in and go make those plays as well.
3: You mentioned that trust element. I think Grubb has also mentioned it a couple of times. What goes into that? It's not it's not just can they catch the ball. Kind of how do they how do the players build trust to get
4: catching the ball? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, more than just that? or Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, I mean, I always look at guys who, uh, if they have the the soft hands and just, you know, um, if they're a guy that is pretty consistent catching the ball, then it really just comes down to your focus, concentration, and where your eyes are at. You know, are you turning and running too quickly? You're taking your eyes off the ball. And uh, so um, just really simplifying it down. Um, you know, you catch it with your eyes, and uh, there's probably a little bit, and and sometimes, you know, the low balls, and you think you got to go down there and, and go get it. And that was two of Wayne's who were kind of a little bit down, um, you know, and uh, your body starts changing levels, and some of that stuff happens, and you get thrown off a little bit there. So just got to continue to work at it and build that confidence back up.
0: You know, I, I know there's a lot of season left, but I, I took a look at your roster once we got back, and I think 60 to 65% of it has never been near a bowl game. You know, been able to go and enjoy it, play in it even be a red shirt or uh, walk on and get a t-shirt and and all the gear that goes with it. So I I think that was in my mind, it must be a real milestone for you that you cross that bridge that you're eligible for it because that's why a big part of this game is these guys want to go to bowl games.
4: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, You know, it's something you you don't want to take for granted um, having the chance you know, to go postseason and play beyond the 12 games and um, uh, you know, with COVID and then just last year, you know, it has a lot of our roster hasn't been to a bowl game and, you know, uh there's two pieces to it, right? Number one is the experience. The experience to, you know, do something special, um, play play outside of the schedule, um, play uh, you know, during the holidays, um, you know, families a lot of times are able to come join you and those are experiences that you want in your program. Um, those are where memories are built too, you know, and um, the other part is just the development of your program, uh, then the players, and the individual individual players, and the practices that come along with the bowl game. So, uh, we'll be playing more football beyond uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and that's huge. Along with uh, practices, comes more lifts um, because really, you know, soon after. December, beginning of December, you're, you're into finals usually. And when finals hits, uh, the lifting ceases. And, and uh, obviously, if you're not practicing, you just kind of drift off into vacation, uh, Christmas vacation. And so that won't be the case. Uh, we'll have an extended season, and that's huge for the growth of our program.
3: As far
5: as guys redshirting, do you know how many, do you guys have a list that you guys have made of guys who are at least not eligible anymore to be redshirting because they played too much?
4: Yeah, um, every week uh, on Mondays we and uh, our staff meeting. That won't be the case this week because we're we got coaches on the road. But every Monday we uh, we revisit and that way it helps us know and talk about the plan for guys. Um, there are a few you know um, that uh, are at that point or beyond um, getting to the list. I know I would miss on a couple guys if I just did it right off the top of my head. But um, you know there certainly are some guys that uh, shirt He's not really in the. Cards anymore, um, but there are still some guys we're trying to save it for, kind of play it by year, week by week, and give us the most flexibility throughout the rest of the season.
5: One guy, um, I don't know if he played last weekend, uh, Parker. Yeah, he.
4: Yeah, I think he's got his four already, if I remember right. I, mean, I hope I'm not wrong on that, but I think I know talking about him last Monday, he was one of the one of the guys that we were going back and forth before between.
5: Back and forth, or do you think he'll
4: probably? Yeah, he's at his four right now. And so, um, you know, I know the comment was made if we can get him enough snaps out there, um, you know, we definitely need to use him, you know, and I think uh, that's going to be the plan going forward, Um, you know, is where he can get out there and help us, which he's doing a great job. Um, He's, I don't want to say he's been a pleasant surprise because we felt like he was going to be a good player, but I think his progression has happened um, probably quicker than we thought, you know, and, um, um, you know he's got a twin too that's uh dinged up uh you know and won't be won't be playing this season with jayvon yeah. and so um or armand and so uh get him straight but uh got you guys were talking about jay green we got jayvon we got got a lot of uh um but armand you know he's going to be a good player too you know because they're they're very similar in their style of play I'll let an update on
0: ryan Otten. I know he got hurt early on when he got mm-hmm. here, but well, how's
4: he been yeah he's he's such a great kid and and uh you know we're, we're grieving with him and his family, um, with um, you know the loss of Sally and um, phenomenal family uh, that's given a lot to this program. And Ryan's going to continue to do that. He's developing, coming along, battled an injury uh, for really most of this summer. Um, just had a a little bit of a hammy. Usually we don't talk about what it is, but it was nothing nothing major, and just kept him from uh, being able to move forward. And he's uh, he's gotten through that now, and helping us out in practice each and every day. And uh, he's going to be a good, fo- really good football player for us.
2: Any birthday
4: plans? Uh, got some of the players coming over tonight. That was really not for my birthday. They didn't know that it was my birthday, I don't think. But uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's really one of the very few days in the calendar. When you look between now and the end of the season, we get to December, uh, we'll be able to do some things. But uh, first time we really have uh, with the family moving in and kind of adjusted now um, to have some of the players over, some of the upperclassmen, the seniors, the Unity Council, and our team captains. So I'm going to have some of those guys over for dinner tonight. That's it. It's all football, football and family.